takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that does now include YouTube, so make sure you subscribe so you get all of the episodes as soon as they drop, and on YouTube they drop around 8 a.m. Monday through Friday. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show. The Islanders haven't played since New Year's Day. Finally, after 12 days off, they are scheduled to play tonight at the UBS Arena against the New Jersey Devils. Again, the Devils' last game earlier this week was postponed because seven Devils players are in COVID protocol Hopefully that will not be an issue. We have a full preview of the game tonight. We also will discuss which Islanders hold the key to the team's chances of getting back into the playoff race. Certain players are just going to have to get the job done better than what they've gotten done thus far, and we'll talk about which players that includes. And no, you can't just say the entire team, but we'll break it down for you. We've also got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more to talk about on today's show. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so you'll get some instant insight and analysis from me. And it's always great to interact with fans. You have questions, comments, always great to talk to. Uh, fellow Islander fans during games and really any time. So hit me up on Twitter and uh, it's great to talk some Islanders hockey. Look, the Islanders again have not played in almost two weeks. New Year's Day, the last time this team was on the ice for a game. Their four-game West Coast road trip that included three games in Western Canada and then the one game that was supposed to be their first trip to Seattle ever to face the Kraken. Those games were all postponed because of COVID. And now you look at the standings, and, you know, it's it's a little scary, to be honest with you, because the Islanders right now, they're, they're supposed to face the New Jersey Devils tonight. And they are seven points behind the Devils and the Flyers in the race 
uh, in the standings. But the Islanders have seven games in hand on the Flyers and eight games in hand on the Devils. Eight games in hand. That's a possible 16 points that you can make up and they're only down seven. So obviously the chances or the the opportunity to get back into the playoff race still exists. And to do that, the Islanders are going to need to pick up their game. Obviously, you know, if we're making a list of the players that the Islanders need to come through in order for them to get back into the playoffs... Obviously, Ilya Sorokin has been getting the job done. They need more, however, from Simeon Varlamov if they're going to make that playoff move. No team in this day and age is going to rely on a goalie to win 85% of their games. Certainly, the Islanders have not done that in many, many years, and they haven't done it at all under Barry Trotz, not for any length of time. So, Varley, I'm not saying it's Varley's fault. He started off missing all of training camp, missed the beginning of the regular season because of an undisclosed injury. And just before this last break, he seemed to be getting back into his game. But the Islanders are going to need Simeon Varlamov to play much better if they hope to make that playoff run. The next player, to me, is an obvious one. It's Matthew Barzal. And Barzi has 21 points in 25 games, which is not bad. But your most dangerous offensive weapon, the guy who makes things happen the way Matthew Barzal is capable of making things happen, you want to go on a winning streak, you're not going to do it without significant contributions from Matthew Barzal. If Barzi is ice cold, this team will struggle to put the puck in the net because Barzal's ineffectiveness affects Anders Lee. It affects Kyle Palmieri or whoever else they put on that top line with Barzal and Lee, and they cannot afford to not have production from Matthew Barzal if they hope to make a playoff run. The next player on my list and, you know, there are a number of them, but Noah Dobson. Noah Dobson remains, at this point, the only experienced NHL-level defenseman who can move the puck out of the top six defensemen the Islanders want to dress. Pelic, Pulak, uh, Mayfield, Green, Chara, and then, of course, Noah Dobson. Dobson is by far the best puck mover, the best passer, the best skater out of those six players. And the Islanders need him to play well. Look, we saw what Dobson has done over the last, let's say, five to seven games. And it's no coincidence that the Islanders play and their record is much, much better over that period of time because they need someone to help them with that transition game and Dobson really is the guy. Obviously, Anders Lee and Brock Nelson, they're tied for the team lead in goals. They have to be productive. But I'm going to list two more guys who they need more from, Josh Bailey and Kyle Palmieri. They can get by with one of them coming through because I think Oliver Wallstrom 
and Kiefer Bellows are sort of picking up some of the slack that Palmieri was expected, you know, the production that Kyle Palmieri was expected to provide. But Josh Bailey, to me, really is a key guy. And here's why. When Josh Bailey is on his game, he makes the players around him better. He has the the vision and the anticipation and the hockey sense to make passes that a lot of his teammates either don't see so they won't do it or they don't have confidence that they can make the pass so they don't do it. And realistically, if Bailey is on his game, the players on his line, whether it's, you know, the B&B line with Nelson and Bevilier like he's been on traditionally, or whether they move him up with Barzal and Lee or wherever they put him, the players who play with on a line with Josh Bailey will have better numbers when Bailey is on his game making passes, making plays, and setting up his teammates. Without the production of Josh Bailey, this team lacks something, and they need Bales to be back on his game. Do we need him to be as good as he was in the playoffs the last two years? It would be great if he was, but hey, I'd settle for the regular season Josh Bailey we saw in 2019-2020 and 2020-2021. That Josh Bailey would be good enough to get the job done. And then I'm going to add one more unit, and that is the identity line. They have not been playing up to their usual standards this year. Now, part of it is age, but a part of it has also been COVID and injuries and a whole lot of other things. The identity line needs to be solid again, or else this team won't have the the tone set for them and, and, and won't have the same drive that they typically have when the identity line is at their best. So those, to me, are the players that are the absolute key for this Islanders team to get the job done. We've got a lot more to discuss on today's show. When we come back, we'll talk about tonight's game against the New Jersey Devils, 7.30 start. We have a full preview, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. So, the New York Islanders tonight will be hosting, hopefully, the New Jersey Devils. Uh, again, whether the Devils have COVID issues and the game has to be postponed, follow us on Twitter. But as of right now, and I'm recording this on Wednesday night, this game is a go and the Islanders will be facing the Devils. Right now, the Devils 14-17-5. That's 33 points in 36 games. They have lost two of their last three. Uh, They split a home and home against Columbus, lost in Boston 5-3 to the Bruins, and then had their game on January 10th. That was Monday, postponed because of the seven players who are in COVID protocol. The Devils, their big issue right now is defense. They are 27th in the league in goals against 
middle of the pack in goals scored. They can put the puck in the net. Penalty kill is solid for the Devils, ironically. You know, their defense as a team is shaky, but the penalty kill ranks 12th in the league, 81.6% success rate at killing penalties. But the New Jersey power play, next to last, 31st in the NHL right now, only a 14.4% conversion rate on the power play for the Devils. And, you know, the Islanders, they're 20th in the league, so the Islanders need to be able to kill the power play of the New Jersey Devils. The Islanders' power play, though, may, you know, have their issues as far as New Jersey has a good PK. As far as the goal scoring is concerned, one thing that the Devils certainly have is balance. Their leading goal scorer right now is Jesper Bratt. He has 10 goals, but they also happen to have four different players with nine, Andreas Janssen, uh, Jack Hughes, Dawson Mercer, and Pavel Zaka all have nine goals. Thomas Tatar has eight, and then Nico uh, Heischer and Dougie Hamilton, along with Igor Sarangovich, they all have seven. They just have a lot of balanced scoring on this team. Jesper Bratt leading the team by far with 32 points. He has 22 assists. No other player on this roster has more than 14, and that's Highshire who has the 14. But overall, uh, balanced scoring from the New Jersey Devils, and that makes it a little more difficult to defend against this team. But the catch right now for the Devils is that, you know, they have a lot of players in the COVID protocol. Andreas Janssen in COVID protocol. Pavel Zaka. Igor Sarangovich, Jesper Bratt, and Nathan Bastian. Those five players remain in COVID protocol. Jonathan Burnley, Hamilton, Miles Wood, all on the IR. And goaltending-wise, uh, you know, you got Mackenzie Blackwood and John Gillies as the top two goalies right now. But again, not always everybody being healthy. Here are the lineups that they had. These are projected lineups, again, taking into consideration the COVID situation. Jack Hughes will center the top line with Thomas Tatar and Dawson Mercer on his wings. Nico Highshire with Jimmy Vesey and Yanni Kuokinen uh, make up the second line. Michael McLeod centering the third line with A.J. Greer and Marion Studenich on his wings, and then Jesper Boakvist centers the fourth line with Nolan Foote and Colton White on either side of him. Jonas Sigenthaler and Damon Severson are the top defense pairing, Ryan Graves and P.K. Subban on the second pair, and then Ty Smith and Christian Jaros make up the third pair that is sort of how the Devils are anticipated to line up. It's one of those situations where, again, who's healthy enough to come out of COVID protocols? Who's available? Do any new players go into COVID protocols? All of these questions have to be answered. The Islanders, 
you know, they're not going to have Barry Trotz behind the bench. They did okay against Edmonton with Lane Lambert running the show, and I think they'll be okay again with Lane Lambert running the show. Obviously, we hope Barry Trotz has a complete and fast recovery. Been a rough go for him uh, recently. And then, obviously, the only other Islander player still out of the lineup, Ryan Pulak. He is both injured and now in COVID protocol, and we don't know how long that will delay his eventual return. But you look at the situation, and I, I mentioned the standings before. The Islanders have now 11 games scheduled between now and the All-Star break. As we mentioned, seven of them are against teams that are struggling. Ten are home games. The only road trip is in Philadelphia. That's not far away. Here is a situation where the Islanders have to start making up ground. And just to give you an idea, you win this game in regulation, you're five games behind, uh, five points rather, behind the Devils with eight games in hand. You lose this game, you're nine points behind the Devils with eight games in hand. It's a four-point swing in the standings, and, you know, the Islanders need to make up a lot of ground. They need to pass, like, six teams to get to the wild-card spot that they want to get to. But the first team they have to catch is the New Jersey Devils, who are now seventh in the Metropolitan Division This is the way to start. You're at home. You're playing a team that is struggling, that has players out because of COVID. You're well-rested. Your team is finally healthy. The time has come for the Islanders to start putting some wins together, and it's pretty much got to start when they face the New Jersey Devils tonight. All systems go, fingers crossed, and we'll see how many of those Islander players that I mentioned that the team is counting on to step up. We're going to see how many of them are going to step up and help this team get the job done. We have got more to talk about on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our Islanders birthday of the day, and it's a, a player who played for both the New York Islanders and the New York Rangers, and the New Jersey Devils as well. Not a lot of players have played for all three New York area teams. Our Islanders birthday of the day today has. So again, make sure you join us for that. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, and they've got a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started. That's Locked On, one word. And if you use that promo code, BetOnline.ag will give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just because you listen to the Locked On Islanders podcast. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Did you figure out who it was? It's a 
a player who played for all three New York area teams, started with the Rangers, went to the Devils, also played for the Islanders. His 58th birthday is Friday. I'm talking about former Islanders center Sergei Nemchinov, the Moscow native, drafted in the 12th round by the Rangers back in 1990, won the Stanley Cup with the Rangers in 1994, and was one of four Russian players, the first four Russian players to get their names engraved into the Stanley Cup when the Rangers won it. He had 30 goals for the Rangers in 91-92, was traded to Vancouver late in the 96-97 season, spent two seasons with the Islanders, 97-98 and 98-99, had a better season in his first year with the team, uh, 10 goals, 29 points, and 24 penalty minutes was a plus three. Then was traded to the Devils late in the 1998-99 season and ended his NHL career with New Jersey in 2001-2002, went back to Russia, played two more years there. Demchinov, in spite of that 30-goal season in his rookie year with the Rangers, more of a two-way forward uh, you could count on him for, you know, somewhere, depending on when in his career, somewhere between 10 and 20 goals, let's say. Uh, solid defensively, good on faceoffs, strong positionally, and a lot of hockey sense. Finished his NHL career, 761 games, 152 goals, 345 points, 251 penalty minutes. Played in 105 playoff games, add 11 goals and 31 assists there. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders. November 29th, 1997 at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. The St. Louis Blues come to town and a familiar face in goal for St. Louis, Jamie McLennan. The Islanders had Eric Fischow in between the pipes And it was the Islanders getting on the board first, just three minutes and 14 seconds into the game. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, Sergei Nemchinov, his third of the year. Tom Chorsky with the assist, 1-0 Islanders early on. But the Islanders, in 58 seconds, added to that lead. Brian Burrard is ninth from Ziggy Palfi at 4-12, Islanders 2, and the Blues nothing. Late in the period, with Scott Pellerin off for interference, the Islanders' power play clicks. Travis Green, his ninth from Palfi and Robert Reichel at 18:33, three nothing Islanders after the first period. No scoring in the second, but in the third, Hall of Famer Brett Hull scores on the power play. It was Rich Pilon off for roughing, and Hull gets his 13th from another former Islander, Pierre Turgeon. And Al McGinnis at 309. That made it 3-1. Then Jim Campbell scores for St. Louis. His sixth. Pavel Dimitra and Jamie Rivers with the assist at 856. That made it 3-2. Islanders clinging to a one-goal lead. But our Islanders' birthday of the day, Sergei Nemchinov clinches the win for the Isles. An empty net goal at 1933. His fourth of the year, second of the game. Claude Lapointe and Tom Chorsky with the assist. Islanders end up winning this one by a score of 4-2. 34 saves for Eric Fischel. Islanders outshot 36-20. to 20. 
in this one. For Sergei Nemchinov, the two goals, he was a plus two, and he had five of the Islanders' 20 shots on goal. He had five. That tied him for the team lead with Tom Chorsky. Chorsky added two assists in this one, and the Islanders skate away with a 4-2 to two win. So, sort of a New York hockey institution. Sergei Nemchinov played for the Rangers, the Islanders, and the Devils during his NHL career. Sergei Nemchinov is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Happy 58th birthday to Nemchinov. I don't know about you. I am so happy, as of right now at least, that there is a game tonight. It's been so long. I feel like something is just missing without Islanders hockey, and I am looking forward to watching the game, tweeting about the game, recapping the game, all of those things tonight, and hopefully uh, two points will be in the book for the New York Islanders. They definitely need it, and it's time for this team to make their move. Let's see if they can get it going. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Tomorrow, we will have a preview of this weekend's game against the Capitals, plus our key takeaways from the game against New Jersey. Now, make your second listen, Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q and an expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.